yeah. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Classic Led Zeppelin. The Immigrant Song. Oh, boy, we're going to be talking a lot about illegal aliens later on in this 45-a-minute edition of the rip and read and commentary I give you every lunch hour between Monday through Friday right after the Bill O'Reilly update. And uh, I don't know if you're aware, Lou, it's classic falsetto piece by Robert Plant. He claims, I think he's living down in um, Austin, Texas now, he can still hit the high notes. And they said, so why not? Go out there with Jimmy Page, the rest of the band. Go on a Depends tour, like the Who, like the Rolling Stones. And you know what he said? Nope, not going to do it. So let me just hear it one last time. So good. Tell me why you're eating your lunch there. Doesn't revive the memories, but it's so pertinent to the news cycle because the Finnish Prime Minister, that's right, doing the hoochie coochie, has admitted she will take a drug test to prove to everybody in Helsinki that she is not a rape princess. And then in Norway, nearby where the Norsemen came, the squareheads, the nation is mourning the execution of a walrus. Because it boarded the $500 million yacht of that pig, that Hazarai, Jeff Bezos. And then, as you know, in the land of Sweden, they have decided to cast their lot with NATO against the tirades of Vladimir Putin. Oh, great song, great song. But we'll talk about the illegal aliens uh, that are pouring across our border and copying a squat here in the five boroughs of New York City momentarily. Glory, Haliaski, hallelujah. It's a day that we can party hardy. That old fart, that old fogey. Oh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's been a plague on us for 50 years. Who's the last person in government who was a plague on us for 50 years? J. Edgar Hoover, head of the FBI for 50 years. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Graduate of Regis High School. He always talks about that. All the brainiacs in the Jesuit high schools went there. They didn't even have a football team. You know what I think of a, a high school that doesn't have a football team. And he was on the worst losing basketball team in the history of Jesuit schools. They were worse than the Washington Generals record against the Harlem Globetrotters. And remember, the Washington Generals almost never won. But he has said he's out of here. Thank God he is, because we're now being plagued, Lou, with what they call the tomato flu. And, you know, Dr. Fauci is going to say, oh, I know all about tomatoes. You know, marinara sauce, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm the Italian guy here. I'll take over when it comes to talking about the spread of tomato flu. No, 
No, a thousand times no. This apparently hits kids, and it creates red blisters that appear on their skin. No, this is not monkeypox. But yes, another virus will soon be upon us, the tomato virus. Now, for all those people who consume a lot of tomatoes, you know, especially Italians, do we need to change the name of this because it would stigmatize Italians, Lou, you know? Maybe we got to give it some fancy-dancy name. And speaking of 50th anniversary, who can ever forget that? Well, that, that great scene when Al Pacino, remember the bank robber, who goes into that bank in Brooklyn. I think it was Bensonhurst near 18th Avenue where I was at the feast on Friday and where I'll be almost every night going up and down 18th Avenue. Now it's bifurcated. It used to be all Italian. Now you have Asians, you have Latinos, and you have supreme cuisines and cuisinettes. I mean, we're talking a trifecta there. But anyway, I remember that scene. Al Pacino had burst into that bank with his buddy, I think Kazali, the actor. Unfortunately, oh, what a great actor. He perished from throat cancer from always smoking those um, those cigars. And, uh, oh, man, great performances, especially in Dog Day Afternoon. Remember, they're both hunkered down. All of a sudden, Pacino realizes the gig is almost up. He's gone in there to rob the bank. How pertinent to discussions today of non-binary, bisexuals, transvestites, transgenders, transformers, because he needed money for a sex change of his boyfriend to a woman, Chris Sarandon. Remember that? Meantime, Chris Sarandon in real life married with kids, right? He was playing this role 50 years ago. And remember that famous scene. As he walked out of that bank, I could have swore it was in Supreme Cuisine land, Bensonhurst. And remember what he starts screaming when he realizes pretty much the gig is up as the FBI, back then forever busting Italians, and the NYPD had him surrounded. Get over there, will ya? He wants to kill me so bad he can taste it. I got always going to kill you. Erica! 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 Now, Lou, do they expect us to believe 50 years ago in Supreme Cuisine Land, Bensonhurst, 18th Avenue, that a guy breaks into a bank in order to get a sex change for his boyfriend and the crowd outside is actually cheering him on? Come on. Uh, Well, look, it's theater of the mind. That's what movies are. But they would have been screaming, hey, yeah, say hello to my friend Sal when you go to, to Attica and Crazy Vinny. They would have been screaming, give him the death penalty. Oh, man, if times changed. And speaking of jails, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the plight of Rikers Island, where the inmates, wait a second, I can't call them inmates any longer, according to Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb. We have to call them incarcerated people. Now, I got to tell you, having been locked up 77 times in jails, never in a prison, long term, but in jails, I would much prefer to be called inmate number 9681 instead of incarcerated person 9681. Imagine, uh, what were you doing for the last two years of your life? I was an incarcerated person. I mean, right away, you're going to know the guy was in a slammer, right? But, oh, it's all about the verbiage, right? How about instead of changing terminology, giving a crime wave Holcomb? 
And Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Oh, Lou. Later on, you're not going to want to turn off this. The old gray lady, the New York Times, did an expose on the party man, the nightlife mayor, that I've been saying ever since I lost Eric Adams back in November of 3rd of 2021, in which everyone was saying, oh, you, you, you just upset that you lost. Well, of course I was upset that I lost. But wait till you hear the documentary evidence against Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, every night from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning. To the break of the dawn, making him the nightlife mayor. Anyway, he appointed a guy named Molina to head the corrections department. He is a man of no consequence. Let me tell you something. City jail stabbings and slashings have risen a dizzying 71%, 71% to hit a seven-year high despite fewer Rikers detainees. And that's because Eric Adams... The swagger man with no plan and the city council did not appropriate not one penny to hire badly needed correctional officers. They need a minimum of 2,500, not one. So basically, Eric Adams and the city council decided, let's let the Bloods, the Crips, the Trinitarios, MS-13, the Nietas, and the Latin Kings continue to control the tears on Rikers Island. Yeah, great job, Molina. Great job. Oof. Uh. <laughs> and then speaking of crime, oh, I love you, Eric Adams, Republicans, right? The latest is Jimmy Otto, the former borough president of Staten Island, who was a Republican conservative, who went to work for Eric Adams uh, in a no-show job somewhere in City Hall. Over the weekend, Lou, he posted on his Facebook or one of his uh, social networking uh, outlets you know, I used to think, I, Jimmy Otto, when I was borough president and city councilman and leader of the minority of Republicans in the city council, that I was the hardest working person in all the politics. Now I defer to Mayor Eric Adams. Gee, I wonder if he's at all those uh, private table discussions and party-hardy scenarios late at night. You are a double disgraziati, Jimmy Otto. Look at today's statistics. Lou, this is incredible because they've done this out in the Rockaways. I see guys come in there like 3, 4 in the morning, and they're in the undercarriage of the, of the automobile parked in the parking lot or, or that are parked in your driveway. Well, that's right. In some parts of Rockaway, you can't park on the street. Now, why, why, why is that true for you and Sid Rosenberg? So you don't attract the riffraff? Is that why some of the side streets, when you go past 116th Street on your way to Breezy Point, they don't permit parking on the side streets to keep out the riffraff? Of course it is. Look at this. Theft, theft of catalytic converters has skyrocketed 670% in Staten Island alone. Manhattan, 199%. Bronx, 241%. And let's face it, in the Bronx, you don't have to worry about prosecution. From uh, DEA Darcel, open up the jail cells, Clark. Now, she doesn't prosecute anybody. Brooklyn, 281%. Queens, 264% theft of catalytic converters. So we have uh, here Jimmy Otto, former borough president, now at a no-show job for Eric Adams, kissing his tookus, Republicans for Eric Adams. And Joe Borelli, I think, hey, Lou, I think Joe Borelli finally came back from Greece. I uh, spent like a full month there in Greece. Meantime, Staten Island, <laughs> there's drive-by shootings. There's all kinds of mishikash. There's murders. There's mayhem. There's marauding like never before. 
And three days ago when I was in Staten Island, what did I see? All the for sale signs. They're out of here. They're going to Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Texas, and parts unknown. Hey, great job there, uh, Jimmy Otto, and your no-show job. Kissing the tuchus of Eric Adams and Joe Borelli, leader of the uh, minority uh, minority party in the city council. Where the hell have you been? You got to start getting on this guy. We're going to get to that momentarily. Oh, my God. It is unbelievable. And then speaking of political corruption, this one absolutely takes the cake. Now, we've been talking about speeding problems, right? And on this side of the Hudson River, unlike the New Jersey side that tried speed cameras in 2014 because Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie just wanted to raise revenue. And then the constituents brought the governor and the transportation department to uh, court. And the courts ruled that it didn't prevent any accidents. Uh, In fact, it increased the number of accidents because people were so nervous about busting the speed limit and getting caught on the camera that they were stopping early and causing a lot of fender benders and sometimes loss of life and serious injuries. So they don't have speed cameras. 2014. But here in New York City, we piled on, right? There's speed cameras everywhere, and they're running 24-7, 365. And the most egregious ones, the violators, are the elected officials. That's right. Do as I say, not as I do. Look at Jersey City. What a piece of work you got here. Her name is Amy DeGeesh. She is uh, elected citywide. She is a citywide council person, which means people from throughout the city had to vote for her. She decided to blow through a red light to Lou. It's all on video. In fact, she never hit the brakes. Then she flees the scene of the crash. She knocks this bicycle guy like 100 feet into the air. Thankfully, he survived. And she waited six hours to report the incident to police. And she was cited for failure to report an accident and leaving the scene of an accident. Very Ted Kennedy-esque. Well, it turns out that half in the bag, your governor... Murphy there calls everybody a knucklehead and in the past has always demanded that elected officials who are accused of indiscretion said they resign, they resign not. He's given her a pass because she is the daughter of the most corrupt of all corrupt county executives in New Jersey. Tom DeGeese in Hudson County, the most corrupt Democratic county in America. And as Friday... Murphy said, no, 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 look, 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 that has nothing to do with it. My friendship and the fact that Tom DeGeese is responsible for making me the governor of the state of New Jersey, all in the line of Corazon, Goldmine Sachs, now Murphy, and in the future, Phillips of Jersey City, who's remained quiet, all graduates of Goldmine Sachs. This woman needs to be in jail, never mind resigning her position. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Everything free in America. Free, free. Andale, andale. As thousands, tens of thousands invade our country on an everyday basis. Governor Abbott, who had eyes only for Washington, D.C. for a while, has now diverted all those Greyhound buses, and the illegals are pounding the hound to Nueva York. Why? Because Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, decided to be lens lice again and challenge the governor. And all of a sudden, Abbott has said, okay. 
You know, originally I only had eyes for Washington, D.C. because I wanted them to pile up outside of the White House and appeal to their Papa Chulo, the one who said in the campaign against President Trump, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Like Pedro Martinez. And they say, you are, you are Papa Chulo Biden. Come, come to America. And boy, they're nonstop. But all of a sudden, Eric Adams decided a Sunday ago he had to bogart everybody and have a press conference at 7 a.m. at the Port Authority. A bus that had started out from Texas with 44 was down to 14 because the other 30 illegals jumped off on the way here. Having watched Telemundo and Univision, they said, we're not going to New York City. There's too much crime. So they come to New York now because they've seen the selfies sent back to the countries of origin. And they saw yesterday, did you see that, Lou? Hundreds and hundreds of illegals right off the bus at the Port Authority were put on a different bus and brought up to Lincoln Hospital in the heart of the South Bronx, in which they were given health care coverage. There are Americans who can't even afford health care coverage. Food, school supplies, clothes, and free Obama phones. Oh, my God. And they're dancing and prancing. Uh, and there, who was there to greet them but members of Catholic Charities? The leader of the pack had been, as you know, Cardinal Dolan, who started this mishigash more than a week ago when Cardinal Dolan appeared at the Port Authority and with open arms like he was Santa Claus at Macy's and Herald Square right before Christmas. What do you want for free? Catholic Charities will give it to you illegals because we're not paying for it. The federal government, the taxpayers are. These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names, and with dads and moms. Yeah. Meantime, we don't know who they are. We have no idea because nobody asked for their papers. Remember, we're a sanctuary city. Lemigre Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, who has been called thugs by then-former Governor Andrew Evilize Cuomo and by Eric Adams. They're not permitted to vet out, chafe the wheat to find out, hey, look at that guy. He's got tattoos on his neck, MS-13. That's right, Vato Cholo, I'm a Vato Cholo. He's throwing gang signs online in Lincoln Hospital. And they told us, Lou, they swore it was all women with children. You know, the preponderance of people coming off those buses are young male adults. And where are they coming from? Mexico. They're coming from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, especially from Venezuela, Maduro land, and Colombia. Now, where are all the women and children that they're talking about? Anyway, after they had finished getting their swag bags, courtesy of us, the sucker taxpayers, they were put on a bus Boy, they're always riding buses, right? Remember, they're walking days and miles through the jungles of Panama. You know, they're being bitten by mosquitoes with West Nile virus. There's poisonous snakes. They survived all that to get to the border between Mexico and the United States. And now, all of a sudden, they're housed in the Milford Plaza. Oh, my God. Come on along. I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. Valley, who? The of Broadway. And in the center of it all, it's the Milford 
stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. Cocktails, dinner, and breakfast. Not a bad, uh, not a bad deal for being an illegal alien. And getting on that Greyhound bus provided by Governor Abbott in Texas to come to Nueva York. Meantime, we were promised, didn't uh, Eric Adams, the mayor, the swagger man with no plan, say that uh, since he's the Biden of Brooklyn, that uh, Papa Chula, Joe Biden, would come through with the needed money for the emergency housing in the Milford Plaza? We're reaching out uh, to the federal government and stating this is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting this done, and we need the right coordination to make it happen. Show me the money. He said that two weeks ago. Has Papa Chulo Joe Biden said anything? Not. Has Giggles Vice President Harris, the czarina in charge of border security, has she said anything? <laughs> Not. Mayorkas, head of the Department of Homeland Services, supposedly protecting us? Not. Hey, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. We are paying for this. We the suckers. Let me give you a taste of what is happening here, ladies and gentlemen. Let me take you out to Long Island. Now, are these cops stupid or what? I mean, they must be. Either that or they're new jacks and they're rookies and they got no street smarts. So Long Island cops made a routine traffic stop and discovered a man being held hostage in his own pickup truck Saturday with one of his assailants hiding a machete in his shorts. I wonder when the cop looked over and said, wow, you happy to see me? Uh, You know, the machete apparently was a failing symbol. You know, he might have used that as an excuse. Officers said the victim had met his three alleged kidnappers at a motel in Westbury, but aren't sure how he was lured there. Idiots! There was a honeypot! Some girl... Is doing Facebook or whatever to this guy and say, oh, I've seen you, you know, as a day laborer, every time you show up at 5 o'clock in the morning for work, and I've looked at you and I've said, El Romantico, you are the lover boy of my dreams. Can you meet me over at this no-tell motel? It sure ain't a Holiday Inn Express. They do this all the time, and it's not just the illegals. It's up there on Gun Hill Road. All those hot, cheap motels, one hour in, one hour in. I know, Lou, you've never been involved in that. Except what about the old Kew Gardens Inn? Remember those commercials, the Kew Gardens Inn with the disco balls, the waterbed, the vibrating waterbed? One hour in, one hour out. It doesn't matter, legal or illegal. How do they lure you there, you idiots out there in Long Island, you police? They had a honeypot do it. But this is the kind of crime that illegals do because then they drove them around and they were trying to hit an ATM machine. They do this in Mexico City all the time. How do I know? I have guardian angels in Mexico City. They pick up tourists. They pick up locals. They drive them to an ATM machine. And, boy, you better remember your PIN number or all of a sudden you're going to be buried under six feet with a lot of other tourists and others that they rob. By the way, one last thing. This is heartbreaking. 
Members of social services of New York City said to these poor little Latino children, many of them who obviously, look, they had no choice. The parents schlepped them over or they were sent over here by themselves to this great country of ours, America. You know, the one thing they asked for, Lou, they say, could I have a Rosita doll, you know, from Sesame Seed, a Rosita doll. said, no, we can't give you a Rosita doll. It's racist. It's racist. Sesame Seed won't, won't allow us to give you Rosita dolls. And the poor little Latina girls were crying, crying their eyes out. Hey, where are the Latinos and Latinas out there? And yes, AOC, all out crazy, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America and the Justice Warriors, for you and you alone, Latinx people, protesting over the ban of Rosita in all of her ways on Sesame Street. Meantime, Lou, I was running around like a chicken without a head. Don't ever call me a chicken because I'll punch your schnoz right down your throat. And, uh... When I finished in the wee hours of the morning, I went over to the Bellevue Homeless Center that is where you have to check in. It's the uh, intake center for homeless, whether you're legal or illegal. And it was so interesting because a lot of the predominantly African-American males were, like, really pissed off at what was going on. And there is trouble brewing over there because if you happen to be an illegal alien and you haven't yet been booked for rooms at the Milford Plaza, they're going to give you a blanket party at night when everyone's supposed to be going to sleep and beat the living daylights out of you. And they don't have any security whatsoever over there to keep these illegal aliens from being victimized. But it was so interesting because I was running around and I only had, you know, normally I have three hours sleep, Lou. I only had an hour and a half. So I wake up. I'm, I'm there with the 18 cats. They're, they're jumping all over me. And Nancy's saying, get up, get up. She's hitting me. Get up. I couldn't get up. I was running late. I couldn't take the subway, so I jump in a cab. And this cab driver, Paul, recognizes me, and he says, oh, you were running for mayor. That's right. I said, I said, oh, what are you listening to on the radio? It wasn't WABC. Hint, hint. It was Brian Lair of WNYC, a guy that I was forced to work with years ago by Rudy Giuliani when he was elected mayor, and he was trying to profile WNYC, which was being subsidized by the taxpayers, and had this stick that eventually Fox got through Murdoch, and now you know the rest of the story about how Fox News Channel came about. But when I was there, these folks, Brian, Lenny, Lopez at that time, they hated me. They despised me. They loathed me. They wanted to commit a late-term abortion on me, and eliminate me, yes. So you know what happened? I'm listening, and Brian Lair, the um, obstinate, pretentious, oh, I'm an intellect, I know more than everyone else, was saying that the crime is unrepresentative of reality in New York City. And here's Paul, the cab driver, banging the dashboard, cursing him out. What the hell? Every time I drive this yellow cab... Uh, people are wanting to rob me. They're wanting to jump out, not pay their fare. He's going on and on. Hey, Paul, I know you're listening now. You don't be, need to be listening to WNYC, the propaganda outlet, to say that crime is unrepresentative of reality in the city. Let me give you an idea, Brian Lair, and the rest of you at WNYC who hated me, who loathed me, who despised me. You see that video at that dollar store? In the heart of the South Bronx, 168th Street and Webster Avenue, 
Remember, remember, Lou, I predicted that they're not just going to do smashing grabs at, uh, at liquor stores and jewelry stores and high-end stores, you know, for the Louis Vuitton, for the Gucci. They're going to eventually hit dollar stores. And apparently they've hit this place three times. Three times guys have come in with gals, and they're looting, promising they're not going to shoot because they know in the Bronx it's Darcel, open up the jail cells, Clark, a DA who never prosecutes, never prosecutes. Just look at that case involving the Vietnamese guy who sucker punched that Mexican outside of that restaurant on 188th and Grand Concourse, just four blocks from where I was a night manager of Mickey D so many years ago and started the Guardian Angels. Well, in this particular case, a female African-American clerk takes on the shoplifters and they choke her out. They choke her out. She's afraid to come back to work. She did a Jose Alba. She defended the dollar store, right? Her other employees didn't come to her aid. They were too afraid. Now, she won't come back to work. You would think that Darcel opened up the jail cells, Clark, would assign some DA uh, investigators, some detectives, to protect her, not. Then look at the 64-year-old security officer who was savagely beaten with a rock in that subway attack on the Q train. As he gets off at Avenue H, this guy clearly emotionally disturbed. He could have been a, a Neanderthal man. He jumps down into the tracks. He grabs a rock. He comes back up, and he starts pounding the guy, beating the hell out of him, knocks him out. And finally, the guy recovers in the hospital, and he goes, look, uh, it's been two years since I've been doing my job as a security officer. I've never had problems before. Now, every day I get into the subways to go home after a long day of work, and I'm frightened. And guess what? I'm, I'm out of here. First opportunity, I have a chance. I'm leaving. Hey. And then, and then this one. This is the classic. Guy is taking a lunch break like so many of you are right now outside of the NYCHA project where he's working right across the street from St. Mary's Park on 156th Street in the heart of the South Bronx. 2 p.m. Friday. Kids are playing all through the park. Two guys come up on a dirt bike, right? One in the front, one in the back, pulls out an assault weapon and just starts firing indiscriminately into the crowd. And they shoot this guy in the neck, the chest, the side. He dies. Any arrests in any of these cases that I mentioned? Nothing. Because they've rendered our police impotent. They took a billion dollars out of their budget, de Blasio and the city council did. They never put a penny back. They won't let cops do their job. And more importantly, in this recent budget, Eric Adams and the city council, he's de Blasio 2.0. They didn't put a penny into the budget to hire new cops. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on our own. And you got schmucks, putzes like Brian Lair at WNYC driving Paul, the cab driver, nuts. Well, the crime is unrepresentative of reality in the city. I feel safe when I go to Broadway. I'm sure you are, Brian. Get real, man. Hey, Brian, I've known you for years. Come ride the subways with Curtis Lee, right? Come crawl into the belly of the beast with Curtis Lee, Brian Lair. That's why you have to continue to listen to WABC.
especially when it's Nancy always broadcasting. Curtis. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. It's all in the hips. <laughs> it's all in the Work with me. It's all in the hips. Yeah. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Get off of me. It's all in the hips. He just teasing the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I'm on tonight, you know my hips don't lie. And I still hips. 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 No fighting, no fighting, no fighting, no fighting. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife man, and I like to test the product. Oh, he does. And anybody who's ever been out in the nightlife like I have years ago, when you say I like to test the product, that has multiple meanings. And, Lou, I have been chastised by some who say you're always on the jockstrap of this mayor. You never give him a break. Right, right, Lou? I'm sure you've thought of that sometimes, right? It's like, man, you're, like, all over this guy, like white on rice. Can I say that? Is that racist, white on rice? You, know, you never know nowadays in these politically correct times. I say what's going on that from 9 o'clock at night to 3 in the morning, this guy is checked out. Uh, he's going to every conceivable restaurant, not paying for the meals. And then he hides at the Zero Bond Club, private club. Whatever happens at the Club Zero Bond stays at the Zero Bond. And people say, you're, you're obsessed. You're obsessed. I tracked this guy, of course, because there are all kinds of people out there who are rats eating the Parmesan cheese who tell me where he's going. And if I don't know, it's always in page six, always in page six. And he's he's proud of that. Well, now, Lou... More documentary evidence. The old gray lady, the New York Times, finally scraped the barnacles off their backside, got their rear in gear, took their blindfolds off, took the cotton balls out of their ears. And today, you know what their lead story is? Uh, lead story, New York Times, old gray lady, with all the mishigash going on throughout the world. Eric Adams after dark, a private table and tarnished friends. Well, 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 they obviously put a tail on Eric Adams. Not difficult to do. The swagger man makes it very easy for everybody to follow him. And by the way, the only thing they haven't mentioned is his occasional visits to where he really stays in Fort Lee, New Jersey, apartment 22H. We'll visit that in a following program. But almost every night he goes to a restaurant on West 52nd Street owned by twin brothers, one of whom has been to jail for all kinds of felony convictions, outstanding tax debts, and shakedown and extortion. Almost every night at 9 o'clock, he has a private booth. A frosted glass partition separates him from everybody else in the restaurant. And then his crew, his security crew, led by, of course, his brother Bernard, they sit at separate tables. And he's there oftentimes until the restaurant closes. Everybody is out. Remember, he's coming in at 9 o'clock at night. They don't close until about 1130. So he ain't leaving at 12, and he's got all kinds of folks coming and going, whining, dining, and pocket-lining him that are not on the roster at City Hall. He's never in City Hall because there you would have to define 
who is visiting the mayor, who is visiting the deputy mayors. So he basically has a city hall that is off the geographical chart so that nobody knows. Wow. And then after that, where do you think he goes, Lou? Where do you think he goes? To the Club Zero Bond until the break of dawn. Well, almost the break of dawn until 3 o'clock again. Typically, the mayor's motorcade, two black SUVs pull up at 9 o'clock outside this restaurant on West 52nd Street, owned by these crooked brothers. Waiters refer to the brothers as the owners, even though they're prohibited from holding the restaurant's liquor license because of their felony convictions. So how do they have a liquor license, huh? Lou, how do they have a liquor license, huh? Nobody wants to answer those questions. So, ladies and gentlemen, when I talk excessively about our nightlife mate, there was a guy about 100 years ago named Jimmy Walker. Same thing. He would hit the speakeasies. He would mess with the flappers. Those were the uh, girls who would be dancing to the break of dawn. And he had to be run out of New York. He was so hopelessly corrupt. We are witnessing. It's almost like whatever happens comes back in 100-year cycles The new Jimmy Walker, except he's not Irish, and for the media, for the most part, his complexion is his protection. Check out this expose, Eric Adams After Dark, a private table and tarnish friends in the old gray lady. Oh, by the way, the Biden administration has help in order to get former NBA star, well, that uh, WNBA star, Brittany Griner, out of that gulag jail outside of Moscow. They are appealing to Dennis Rodman. That's right, the Kukulamunga Dennis Rodman, to go over and talk with his friend. You know, like Steven Seagal is friends with uh, Vladimir Putin, so is Dennis Rodman. Remember, he did exactly the same thing when he visited North Korea time and time again behind the kimchi curtain of Kim Jong mentally ill. Now, imagine our lead ambassador in order to extricate Brittany Griner from the gulags of uh, Putin's jails outside of Moscow, is Dennis Rodman. Now, do we think Dennis Rodman will be wearing a white wedding dress like he did outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral on that Harley-Davidson years and years ago? This guy is a kukulamunga.